0: Inspired By, a podcast brought to you by SIX. Hello, I'm Hannah Wise, and this is Inspired By. In this podcast series, I invite experts from SIX and other representatives from the Financial Center to talk about their inspirations. My guest today is Jost Eiselhoff, the CEO of SIX. He explains what kind of impact the Dutch football icon Johan Cruyff had on him while he was growing up and when, for a company like Six, it is time to drop the motto Defence First and start scoring goals. Today's podcast is all about football. And when we say football, we mean soccer here for our international audience. Jos, welcome. How are you?
1: Hi, I'm fine, Anna. I'm really fine. Thank you.
0: And I guess Johan Cruyff is a pretty natural inspiration for many kids growing up in the Netherlands. I'm sure you weren't the only one.
1: No, no, no. Well, all my friends were football fans. And if you're a football fan and you're inspired by football and you play it yourself, then Johan Cruyff, of course, is one of the key figures. So uh, many, many of my, uh, my good friends uh, had the same aspiration or inspiration as I had with Johan Cruyff. And funny enough, actually, he's not from my... my in your, when you're a young boy, you always have a favorite team. So he's not even from my favorite team. He's actually from the arch enemy of my favorite team. But I still think he's the the most inspiring footballer uh, at least the Netherlands has ever had. But I think even on the global arena, he's had such an impact.
0: Ah, but was he also an aspiration? Did you have dreams of being a footballer yourself?
1: <laughs> yes, but I found out fairly quickly in my career that I was an average player and was never going to make money or or uh, or have an impact in the game. So uh, I I played. Uh, quite long until I was at the Seniors, but um, more for fun than, uh, than an aspiration of making a living or really having an impact on the game.
0: And what about now then? Do you still play football? Do you like a kickabout?
1: Yeah, I do play with my boys every once in a while, but I don't play in the team anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of your children then, what was your own
1: upbringing like? I, uh, I grew up in a, in a very small village just outside a provincial town, but in a, in a village itself with uh, just a couple of thousand people. I could walk to my school uh, until I was 12, I think. I could always walk to my school and then I had to take the bike. In the Netherlands, everybody bikes. so <laughs> uh, But I biked to school. So a very small world in its sense. And therefore, uh, you needed to have a lot of imagination to uh, to make the world bigger. And uh, imagine if you're playing with your friends that, hey, now I'm Cruyff and you are this. and So... Uh, football and and imagination and and thinking about the wider world was always very important uh, because I lived in a very small, secure community. And I think this has given me a drive to say, I want to see more of the world. I know I had a conversation with my father uh, and I asked him about what happens if you go into the earth and you come out on on the other side, Where, where do you go? And he explained about Australia and I had very clearly in my mind, one day I want to be work or on holiday or whatever in Australia and that has made me i think this small secure way of growing up has somehow energized in me a view that I wanted to see more of the world and not only in this small bubble that's why I've lived in Hong Kong in Singapore, and Singapore and 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 now here in Switzerland I think I I've, be, I've become a bit of a wanderer from this closed small area in which I grew up I wanted to break free from that so
0: Johan Cruyff was a bit of a wandering spirit himself, playing football not only in the Netherlands, but also in Spain and even in the US. And this, at least today, is a pretty common thing in the globalized world. What really makes him stand out, though, is how he changed the game itself forever. I mean, he's he's a disruptor, if you wanted to give it a business term. Is this why he's your inspiration?
1: yeah i think he is my inspiration for many different reasons many different actions that he's taken in his career he He first of all looked at um at football as a team sport so how can how can you organize a team how can you how can you make the team work together uh towards a a a common goal as a team and and really integrate all the players into the way you play as a team and how you play defense how you play offense how you uh, dominate the tactics in it, in and the pace in a team. All these kind of things were always on the forefront of his mind in terms of inspiring the rest of his teammates and and and, uh, and and the colleagues on the pitch to to play in a philosophy and in a way that he thought the game should be played. And then secondly, he is a very gifted player himself, so he could do things in terms of his intuition, his technology, yeah, sorry, his te- his technique, his um, his way of of treating the ball and having different ways of, of kicking a ball than anybody else. He in itself as an individual player was also a phenomenal player. So it's the combination of uh, somebody who's really good at something, but then also has the, the leadership or the inspiration towards the, the game and towards his team to really play differently with a vision instead of just being a good football player. That's, that's what I think stands, stands him out tremendously.
0: And it's certainly the kind of thing that grabbed me when I was researching him. He's got some pretty cool ways of thinking about things. I mean, he looked at the whole picture. You know, there was this quote, and, I, and I'm going to paraphrase here, that winning is one day, but how you play and how you get to that win is a much bigger reflection yeah. on your character and who you are. So he has some pretty good moral standards and a, and a pretty good basis for credibility.
1: Yeah, yeah, for credibility and inspiration. And he he is firmly uh, firmly of the belief that um, you don't only play to win you play also to enjoy the game but you also play for spectators you play for everybody who's watching the game you play for the for the greater good of the game and it needs to be attractive it needs to be uh, inspiring it needs to give energy so just defending for 90 minutes and scoring a sneaky goal in the end was definitely not 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 for him at all he was really like we need to go forward, we need to attack, we need to make an an attractive way of playing the norm. And that's what he really pushed and changed the game uh, dramatically.
0: Now, Cruyff definitely had this idea of not losing, but actually to have the mindset of start winning and going into attack. He had a kind of ability to take a core strength and then build on it, living the principle of so-called total football, which is where a player could play any position. It was pretty new when he, when he introduced it. Is this something that you try to do at, at SIX as well? Yeah,
1: I, uh, I'm a firm believer that um, uh, team play, uh, executive team, uh, middle management, any team in an organization um, is gonna make the difference between uh, a company with a lot of good and talented individuals or a company that in the end will be will be thriving. So this whole uh total total football, as he called it, where um even the the people in defense were actually part of the attack and where the pe- the attackers were actually part of defense and you all play together in a seamless system where everybody knows what to do but still also has the room to to maneuver and take responsibility within a system like that. that's really the cultural transformation i try to i try to bring bring to six where uh, Six has been a very successful company. It started in 2008, ran fairly stable till 2018. But what, uh, what the, actually the board asked me when I joined is, okay, we like this. And Six has been playing good defense and a credible player. But uh, we need to be part of, let's say, more the winning crew in the industry. And that means we're going to have to play and need to play more, more offense and actually start really looking for more goals and more... Uh, 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 more matches to win. And and, uh, that's the parallel with what I tried to do at Six and and the way he approached
0: the game. More offense, more goals, more matches to win. It sounds like Six is on a path to grow its business. How do you achieve this growth?
1: Yeah, well, I think... um, uh to grow you need to adventure to grow you need to move forward to grow you need to take risks to grow you need to take on the other players to use the football analogy you need to you need to um, look at your industry you need to look at the business that we're in and see where are the opportunities and what can we do to 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 benefit from those opportunities and what is the kind of risk we're willing to take and how do we make sure uh, that if we play if you make a play for a certain business or for an acquisition or for an investment, um, what are the different scenarios and how can, how, stand, how do we stand the best chance to win? Uh, but also willing to to try and to learn from that and then do it better the next time around. And, uh, uh I think one of the things that, uh, that Krijf was famous for is, is one of his sayings is that if you score more goals than your opponent, you'll win the match. So you should not be afraid to to concede a couple of things as long as you you have more wins than uh, than things that don't work out. You still will be in the end winning the game, and that's 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 something I try to bring to Six in terms of uh, experimenting, innovation, trying things out. If it works, move on. If it doesn't work, stop it. Uh, quick fail or whatever you call it. The, these kind of mentalities I'm really trying to bring into the business, and that's what he was great at. And ah. Uh,
0: risk and freedom to fail are two very key business topics at the moment yeah. but they are very hard to do in practice
1: yeah but I think that's where that's why this this whole um, philosophy of you do it together as a team is so important so if you're if you're left forward uh, or in in our case in our business your project manager takes on the risks and wants to try to pass somebody or to score a goal or whatever and it doesn't work out and the rest of the team is there to to pick it up to learn from it and to go on again so that's why this collaboration is so important and nobody should feel they are on their own on the pitch and if they make a mistake then the whole team or the whole game will be done and that's that's why i think this whole collaboration and working together is so important and and where you you try stuff out you take collective responsibility if it doesn't work um and 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 you move on and and people have only one responsibility that's to learn and to do it better and to uh, have have potentially uh more chance of success the next time that is that is something we have to do on the other hand of course we are a regulated um regulated business so there are also some areas where there's no 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 room for maneuver no room room for errors a bit like the goalkeeper who can't make an error because if he makes an error then it's a goal so that that's a bit the analogy and the the way i approach business uh, with six and and we manage risk and, and risk taking
0: so tell me then how specifically is six growing where does six want to score in the future
1: yeah no i think uh clearly we uh, we now have in the combination of the spanish and the swiss market a good position in in the stock exchange business but that's still a business where i think we have regional consolidation, but potentially there's even going to be a wave of, of global consolidation. So that's a, a business area where um, where I think um, there is a lot of opportunity to uh, to grow in the, in the stock exchange business. The other business, which I think um, everybody is trying to, and we already have a very good starting position, is the data business. We have a data business, which is 400 million uh, Swiss francs top line, so very sizable business. Of course, you have the big players, Bloomberg and uh, Refinitiv, who are in billions in terms of their size. But we are in the second tier, um, a very good player. And we are determined to find the niches where we can be on top of the industry and challenge the Bloombergs and the Refinitivs. Uh, I keep here, I hear myself talking already about challenging the big ones. That seems to be a theme here. But that's really what, what we think we can do in this data business. So data... Um, Being able to analyze data, being able to uh, store, to distribute data, to uh, provide insights from data, to accumulate different types of data, this whole financial information business, our data business is, is an area we surely want to grow. And then the third business is our local local based business, which is the payment business. And that um, has to become an international business. So we now take care of payments in Switzerland and e-bills and mobile payments because we're the biggest shareholder in Twint. But in the end that cannot be a sustainable business just covering, uh, covering Switzerland. So we need to look at bringing that to Spain or the wider European um, uh, arena actually. So that's a business where International expansion and 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 moving from a local business, a one-country business, to a to a more international business is clearly clearly on the cards for us.
0: Why is growth so important, though, anyway? Yeah,
1: I think we are a, um, I would almost say an industry where you have a fixed platform cost. So the more volume you have on your platform, the the more the more profitable you will be. But I don't want to go too far into the economics of our business. But um, uh, so that's volume in itself is important, but it's also very important to to be able to invest and to use that investment money then to to make some strategic choices. Uh, so the uh, Barcelona Madrid gives us the the opportunity to have more volume on our platform to treat uh, to 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 serve both the Spanish and the Swiss market. But this this overall bigger platform with a top three position in the industry gives us the opportunity to use the profits that we have to invest in new technologies and new ways of working. And we, for instance, are making a big investment in um, in the digital exchange, which in our view will will change the way the exchange business is done from today to where it will be in the future using blockchain and different ways of, of structuring our business. And we are uh, on the forefront of the industry and this is uh, quite exciting. We are probably the furthest in developing a new exchange on the ELT and tokenizing assets and raising capital using those capabilities and trading um, uh, compared to the rest of the world and 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 that's that's thing um, and that's why growth is so important because if you don't have the growth you don't have the opportunity to continue to invest and to continue to innovate and you you end up up um, managing your business to to optimize it but not to grow and uh, and that's that's important it's important for our business it's important for the impact on the Swiss finance industry because we want to make sure that Swiss stays as competitive or even becomes more competitive in terms of its finance industry, but it's also very important for your people because a growing company with new adventures and new ways of working, investing in in uh, in, uh, in projects is just much more exciting than uh, than playing defense all the time.
0: Well, that quite naturally brings us back to Johan Cruyff, who definitely would have shared this ambition. Yeah.
1: And... Uh, I think the, the reason why Crive was also able to do some of the things that he's done was, of course, his own skills. But perhaps even more important is independent thinking and not thinking too much about what could go wrong, but more thinking about how great would it be if if the left defender would score a goal <laughs> uh, also in the game instead of just only defending. and. This independent thinking and trying to not think of what can go wrong, but actually think of how beautiful can it be to have a, an inspiring way of playing, an inspiring way of, of winning a match, because in the end, you, you winning is, is important, um, I think is, is something that he brought to the game.
0: But this thinking big, thinking outside the box, didn't come without criticism for him, did it? He had this uncompromising attitude. I particularly like the story where he picked the number 14 for his shirt in a time when all the starting players in a football match limited <laughs> themselves to the numbers up to 11. Can you, as a leader, relate to that idea of always being able to break new ground?
1: If you really... Want to change and have impact, you need to approach things differently than you've done in the past. That's for sure. Um, And and that comes with uh, some bolder moves and some more risks. And I tried to bring that to the business. And that's what he, I think he was quite fearless in his thinking and the way he approached the game. Also the fact that he was one of the first ones who stood up for the rights of an individual player, seeking sponsorship individually. He was one of the first players. He's also one of the first players who was successful as a coach after being. Uh, being done with his, his active playing uh, playing um, career, which is also quite unique, which is now quite normal. You see that more and more, but he was one of the first ones who moved from being an on-the-pitch team player, a coach already on the pitch, to actually sitting on the bench and trying to coach teams, and, and also do that successfully. Uh, so quite a, there's quite, like I said, a lot of dimensions which inspire me about the way he treated his sport, and then uh, also the professional side of things the technology side of things the way he played some balls with the outside of his foot where nobody else had done that before everybody else used the inside or the, the top side of the foot. so also even some technical things
0: now Cruyff didn't stop at breaking the written and unwritten rules he also set some laws himself some rules himself not surprisingly there are 14 of them i'll not read them all out loud but uh, there are lots that you'd expect like team player respect responsibility playing together but then there are others that surprise me like creativity or social involvement and i wondered for you jos which of the 14 rules do you most relate to
1: of course we have our company values and uh, ownership respect collaboration trust customer focus all these kind of kind of things are are very clearly in there and you see some of them also in these fourteen rules but the one the one that i think is, uh, is is over and above that most appealing to me is this development so how do you continuously strengthen how do you continuously develop the way you work and and growth in my view is not just about business growth it's also about uh, capabilities growth within an organization leadership growth how do you Lead your people in a more inspiring way, um, but also growth in skills, growth in technology, growth in diversity. Uh, so this whole development and continuously improving what you do, uh, either incremental or with big steps in the, in the more uh, more um, more disruptive way. I really like that's uh, that's one of the things that really appealed to me in the in the in this 14 uh, 14 <laughs> rules.
0: Now, these 14 rules live on, for example, through the Croy Foundation, which supports sports activities for children around the world. Unfortunately, Johan Cruyff himself, though, died in 2016 after he was diagnosed with lung cancer. Would you like to have met him when he was still alive? And, and what, would you ask, what would you have asked him if you could have met him? Yeah,
1: I would have liked to have met him. I probably would have been uh, uh, flabbergasted a bit and, and very shy at the beginning, but I really would like to like to get to know a little bit more the person behind all the good stuff that he's done to understand this, what inspired him, what gave him the courage to really change things dramatically in the game, what gave him the courage to, to challenge the established rules of the game, the established way the business was done, and the established way um, people were treating players. Um what, what what his inspiration was and what he thought the key ingredients were, that was something I really would like to discuss with him. Next to all the great moments in football and the great goals he scored. Of
0: course. You wouldn't have been a little starstruck then, meeting your childhood hero.
1: <laughs> would have taken me probably uh, five minutes or, or so to to get some fluid sentence, uh, sentences going. But uh, after that, it would be okay.
0: Jost <laughs> thank you very much indeed.
1: Thank you very much, Hannah. It was a pleasure.
0: And thanks very much indeed to you two out there for joining us for this episode of The Six Podcast, looking at a football player and coach who transformed his sport for good and at six setting out to do similar things with the financial markets. Until next time, stay inspired. And you can hear more about our inspiring leaders by downloading The Six Podcast series, available wherever you get your podcasts.